1: Lucas Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucas Trust, We'll discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello
3: ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is aging on the pathway of the soul. And before we go forward with this topic, I would just like to say that we have a gift that we're going to send out to you for... Free, uh, it's free of charge, and you'll hear more about that in a little. In a little while, we'll send it out to you, and all you have to do is call us up on our toll-free number. But we'll speak more about that later. Our opening thought for today is a uh, quote from "Aging on the Pathway of the Soul," and that's uh, more or less a good, well, co- commentary remark quote. And we uh, we like this thought. Let's. Uh, Pay close attention to it because it's one that really requires some thought. Instead of regarding physical age as a period of withdrawal, a time when life is closing in, becoming limited, quiet, and restricted, people should realize that what is really happening is that spiritual opportunities are multiplying. The vistas of the soul are spreading in increasing glory as the barriers of small daily duties fall away, leaving them free to live as souls. And I'd like to give some credit to the founder of Lucis Trust. Uh, All of the dialogue on this show emanates from the works of Alice Bailey. Uh, She's the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. She's written 24 volumes of spiritual philosophy literature. And... uh, We would like you to really pay attention to our themes Uh, that all come from her works. And now to speak with Sarah and Dale about about this topic. What do you think about the efforts to extend the length of life well into old age?
1: Well, it seems to be a growing phenomenon that um, medical (laughs) science can prolong the body well past uh, the limits of even a few decades ago, and this is a worldwide phenomenon. And yet, I think spiritually, many of us believe that the, the duration of time on earth is known to the soul from the beginning, and that every... Uh, every lifetime has uh, a duration that is in a sense fixed mm-hmm. in terms of the soul's plan for that lifetime. And so I've always wondered when you take um, extreme measures to prolong the life of the body into old age, past the time when there is enjoyment or growth, maybe it's not um, really serving any good purpose. I would think the better uh, focus would be on making the most of the years you have and um, that is increasingly um, an issue that uh, is uh, gripping many societies Mm -hmm. because people live so long, not because of any particular efforts they're making, but just good health, nutrition, medical care enable us to live into the 70s, 80s, and 90s uh, in huge numbers. And, um, in fact, the United Nations, uh, a couple of years ago, Uh, held a a year-long focus on uh, the needs of the older persons. That was in 1999. And now, in April, there's going to be a a follow-up conference in Madrid on what societies and governments should do to um, make the older person a contributing member of society and make the last years uh, abundant and fruitful
2: I think this uh, preoccupation that some people have with uh, <clears throat> prolonging the physical life and prolonging the, the life of the physical body, you might say, that, that that implies, at least to me, it implies a tendency to hold on to mm-hmm. uh, all of that that is physical when uh, perhaps uh, it might be better and more healthy attitude just to uh, adopt A let go policy. Now let go. It's a time to be letting go. I think, especially of that of the physical, and uh, because this is just a very temporary vehicle, as sometimes the term is used, to uh, uh, for the short duration of the soul in the world. And uh, so, if I think that all this preoccupation with trying to uh, preserve and uh, keep the physical body going as long as it can, it's, uh, it may be uh, kind of
1: counterproductive. Well, I think the key word is extend. I think your question said, what do you think about the efforts to extend the length of life? Right, that sounds does. like kind of a forcing process, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Some people, and many people actually, are genetically uh, disposed to living very long lives, and that's wonderful because that's natural and uh we're not talking about about that kind of phenomenon but the the extreme efforts of um um well p- having people on machines to yeah. keep them breathing and uh uh Giving them water and food intravenously, and so on over a long period of time when the body probably would have given up on its own yeah. auspices. I think that's what we're talking about
3: well then mm- of course, we've got other uh, extreme measures such as Walt Disney and many others. Mm-hmm. there was a documentary on the other day uh about the number of people going to cryogenics
1: uh, oh, I know. And
3: their intention well, is to come back maybe a thousand years uh, in the future.
1: Well, that's uh, for people who believe their whole essence is tied up in a particular physical body, which mm-hmm. thankfully I don't believe because mm-hmm. I'm not that thrilled with mine. I've never been able to understand <laughs> <No>. why you'd <laughs> want to keep this carcass around forever and ever. Uh, anyway, that's another... We digress.
3: <laughs> well, uh, some people say that the spiritual life can be pursued at any time of life, others say that old age is the best time. What do you think?
1: Well, uh, the eastern uh, part of the world, especially uh, the Asian countries, hold uh, uh, old age in great veneration, and uh, their religious teachings uh, view the the old uh, aged person as wise and uh, gifted spiritually. But then there's another view that says why shouldn't you be able to develop spiritually at any time of your life? Mm -hmm. Because the whole of life is a time for uh, gaining spiritual insight. So um, I think that there is no time in the life when the soul can't make its will known upon the physical and uh, mental uh, person if they are responsive to it. For example, some children come in with a very developed spiritual consciousness, even as very, very young children. But there are others, probably the vast majority, who live their early years pursuing material things, a career, um, talents, um, abilities that have to do with the material realm, and that's right for them. And it isn't until much later in life that they might turn their thoughts to the spiritual realm. Everybody's different. But um, Hinduism has a particular view of of the spiritual path as coming in stages of the life. One goes through the, the stage of childhood, the stage of being a student. Then there's the householder stage when you are married and you develop your career and you take care of your family. And then... After all of that has been done, then you become what is used to be called the forest dweller. People would, I guess, actually leave their homes and go out into the forest and wander, uh, free of all responsibilities to develop their spiritual consciousness, and then return to the community as a sannyasin or sannyasin. I'm not sure how the word is pronounced. It's a Sanskrit word. But it means one who has gained in wisdom by giving up or renouncing everything of the material realm. Mm -hmm. So they saw life as a series of stages or cycles. Uh, I think my own view is that it ought to be a little more um, uh, free form in the sense of each soul having a different plan.
2: I think it depends, yes, on the society that uh, one grows up in, whether... uh, Study or, or pursuit of the, uh, the spiritual life can take place uh, in a very industrialized society like we live in uh, uh, that tends to get pushed aside because we're so caught up in the you know, the daily life of the material world and making money and making a living and all of that and uh, so it's it's the any. Um, attention to what we might consider a spiritual life tends to get uh, pushed aside for a time. And then, usually, uh, as one gets into older age, then um, those kind of um, uh, interests begin to uh, come into play, I think. Uh, And it may have to do with, uh, like you said, the the plan of the soul uh, when... uh, at a certain stage in the life, then uh, the uh, the soul is more able to make an impact on that uh, outer life. And
1: the I think another difference uh, contrasting the Eastern and Western views of, of old age and spirituality is that whereas in the East, uh, in the Hindu society, one had to leave the community and the home and go off and wander, um, in uh, in the forest and I even read about a, a, a branch within Hinduism the the Jain movement where they went out completely naked can you imagine so that they were completely free of all material uh, ties <laughs> really uh, I find that really <laughs> fascinating to think about <laughs> but in the west I think the goal is to not leave the home and society but to transform your life where you are within mm. your community within your home the the writings of Alice Bailey say that to this person in the West, the call remains the same, but the the disciple goes not out. He remains where he is, and yet his attitude toward life is fundamentally altered. His whole inner life becomes a kind of a withdrawing, and that's what I think the real meaning of the Sanya sin is. The older person is one who has withdrawn, not in the sense of withdrawing from life, Mm -hmm. not at all, but withdrawing from the appeal of the material world, Mm -hmm. withdrawing the consciousness onto a more uh, abstract level, not being so fixed on the outer level where career and wealth and even family are found, Mm -hmm. but developing the inner spiritual and mental life.
2: Right, and I think there's another, um, <clears throat> another little matter here that, that kind of popped into my head that as we age, we sometimes think that we are the one that is aging. In other words, mm-hmm. uh, there is a difference here about what is aging. It's simply our physical body that mm-hmm. is aging. Mm-hmm. But it's the real you, the real self within that body, your body.
1: Might be getting younger and younger.
2: It might be getting younger. It <laughs> <yet> has no <laughs> age at all. Actually, uh-huh. there the soul uh, doesn't think in terms of age as we understand it. We say, "I'm getting old. I've got arthritis. I've got pain. I've got this and that kind of creakiness." Uh-huh. And it isn't I at all. It, it's 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 uh, the, the identity is so closely identified with a body, a physical body, that um, we have to be able to differentiate between those
1: two. That, that reminds me of that wonderful line from the Bob Dylan song, Ah, but I was older then, I'm younger than that now. <laughs> I love that. You have to be a certain age to know that he really was hitting on something. I'm younger than that now. I was mm-hmm. never so old <laughs> as when I was a kid.
2: Well, a lot of people, um, they have this expression, "I'm," you know, they may be... 65 years old but I feel like I'm 35 so mm-hmm. I mean they're beginning to identify with that inner self that has no age mm-hmm. really
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, that's what really keeps you young
3: yeah. well I know for, as far as myself I'm looking forward to the next adventure <laughs> but <laughs> at any rate if you've yeah. just tuned in uh, for those people who just tuned in we're listening to inner sight our topic for today is aging on the pathway of the soul Uh also, I'd like to remind you that all the work of Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We are not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals, so please give if you want these programs to continue on the air and if you have a pen ready, I'll let you know where to send your donation to. Donations can be sent to Lucas Trust, and that's at 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, send your donations to Lucas Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And this is an opportunity for all of you out there who constantly complain about action movies and all of the superficial uh, uh, stories that are told on television, if you're really into depth, well, it is a way of supporting a program that's thoughtful and causes us to contemplate about the deeper meanings of life and our life experience. Also, to order our books, cassette tapes of the radio shows, cassette tapes of some of our books, a free booklet, and by the way, the free booklet today is... Aging on the Pathway of the Soul. It's a 20-page booklet, and I think you'll find find it very informative. And I think you, as you age, I think this is especially important because it uh, helps you to, reading this gives you insights into how we perhaps can think of our aging in a very different way and um, in a more creative way. I think it'll really stimulate uh, you to have some pause for thought about aging and look at it differently and not not with the negativity that society sometimes views, views uh, aging as. It's quite philosophical. Uh, once again, the booklet that we're giving to you free of charge, all you have to do is give us a call on our toll-free number. The booklet is Aging. Just ask for us to, to send you Aging on the Pathway of the Soul. It's a 20-page booklet. And you can order that booklet or any of our books, for that matter, uh by calling on the toll free number one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. It's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. 8247 an easy way to remember is one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. one one eight six six New York Lucis. Does old age necessarily bring wisdom?
1: Well, That's a good question. It brings to mind that old cliche, there's no fool like an old fool, which I'm beginning to realize has a certain sting to it. When you're very young and you make mistakes, you think, well, okay, I never experienced that before. Give me some time and I'll get my act straight. But as you get older and you find yourself making the same mistakes over and over, you begin to realize some things probably I'm never going to learn in this particular lifetime. So... You don't necessarily get wiser as you get older. Um, You can, though. It's a matter of choice. I think you have to choose wisdom. You have to choose humility, which is a direct component to wisdom, I think, because the humility of facing yourself and learning from experience is what opens you up to wisdom. And if you go through life with a certain fixed attitude about yourself and a sense of um, being always right, then you don't face your mistakes and you don't learn.
2: No, it's it's a matter of applying the experience and the knowledge that you've gained in life, and assuming that you have gained in life, and most people have just by simply being and living, and uh, <clears throat> applying that with love, um, because um, it's said in the in fact it's said in the in the Bailey books that. Uh, Wisdom comes after the knowledge gained in life, and uh, knowledge precedes wisdom.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's the applying of knowledge with love that, in um, combine, to combine of those two to, to express wisdom. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's um, it's really based on loving understanding.
1: I think there are certain factors that uh, we can all cultivate that might bring wisdom in old age. One would be uh, cultivating a habit of looking back at your life and trying to see patterns and trying to identify certain cycles. I've known people that seem to be able to break down their life in terms of 10-year cycles or 7-year cycles, and when they do this, they can see definite changes and um new levels reached at each uh, cycle and it's quite interesting to examine your life in that way the seven-year cycle is quite a frequently uh, used one in the spiritual Mm -hmm. uh, path if you identify yourself at the age of seven at 14 21 28 and 35 and so on you can see real expansions of consciousness probably real uh, crises in the sense of turning points that are reached And that can help you to see that you are, in fact, gaining in wisdom. And uh, that can be deeply encouraging. There are certain years within the life that the ageless wisdom says are really crucial. One is the 28th year. And uh, if you... Now, that's not hard and fast. You could say that could be between 27 and 29. You can identify quite often a real uh, turning point there, the age of 35 or so. Mm -hmm. Another point is around the age of 56, 57, and another at 63. These are uh, critical points in Mm -hmm. the evolution of any soul.
2: Yes, and these are (coughs) are stages that have been developed through what we call the ageless wisdom Mm -hmm. which is kind of an interesting term we're talking about age here and here is the wisdom of these teachings that in the books of Alice Bailey that are described as being ageless Mm -hmm. because they are applicable to uh, any time and um, they're they're applicable now and will be in the future and were in the past so they they don't have an age to them and I think that's the great um, great thing about wisdom, that there is a uh, an ageless uh, truth to it.
1: Yeah, the the aging factor again. Coming back to this point, is the body, and there's no denying that uh, as one gets older, the body does begin to lose some of its vitality and its elasticity, and in, in all senses of that word. But If you have cultivated a a detachment toward your body, toward the outer material world, uh, if you've cultivated a habit of um, lessening your desires for material things, including your own material appearance and so on, then you can begin to see that the wisdom of life is uh, the realization that there's so much more to life than the outer realm. And there's something that happens as people get older that makes them, especially, um, open to the the inner subjective view of of the world.
3: And um, I think people would li- want this information. If you would like to key into our website and find out a lot about our um, archive library of shows, you can certainly do so by uh, keying into triple W. That's org. And also, if you'd like to make more direct contact with the Luce, with Lucis Trust and its staff, you're welcome to come to our monthly meditation meetings. And please write or call for a meeting schedule. And once again, that phone number, easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Uh, can spiritual disciplines, such as meditation and study, help to prepare one for old age?
1: Yes, I think they can be a tremendous preparation. And and anyone at any stage of life can develop the practice of meditation and spiritual study. All of that effort does lead toward a really meaningful old age. Uh, But there are specific techniques, um, such as developing the continuity of consciousness when one falls asleep, for example, that can help one to prepare for death, it's said. But I would say to our listeners, please don't call us up and ask us for these techniques. Mm-hmm. They are techniques that one learns through deep study and meditation and can't be simply handed out to a beginner. But there are practices that can enable one to disengage one's, one's um, focus and one's concentration from the outer realm and the brain component and begin to withdraw to, to the more abstract levels. And at the time of death, that, that abstraction is complete and uh, mm-hmm. total.
2: Mm-hmm. And also, the uh, I just want to mention again the about the pamphlet, or the booklet, actually, we're giving away today. Uh, in the back of that booklet has um, excerpts from um, a number of uh, aged <coughs> citizens, a number of aged people who have uh, kindly written out their impressions of, of their old age, and uh, particularly it has to do with this question of study and meditation because all of these people have spent a good part of their life in study and meditation, and they, they express how much that has helped them through mm-hmm. these uh, later years. Uh, the, their uh, their lives are more full, and their, their minds are still active, and they have a, a deep... Uh, that they have deepened their life experience by uh, spiritual study. And this is very, very important to them. And, and there's, there's a fascinating kind of uh, excerpts in the back of this commentary um, from these uh, wonderful people.
1: And what struck me in reading them was what joy these people felt in looking back over their life. And we know some of them personally, and we know that. Their lives were not particularly um, blessed with freedom from problems, not that at all. Many of them endured real uh, crises, but they looked back at their life with joy because they could see the pattern of the soul unfolding. and There was meaning in their lives, and I think that comes from meditation and study. You're looking for the pattern. You're looking for how you fit into the larger whole. You're not just focused on your, your own individuality, but how you built relationships with others and how you served God's plan. This is what comes through meditation and study and they were able to identify that. So their their testimonials mm-hmm. or whatever you call them are really they're touching mm-hmm. to read and encouraging.
2: Yes, I just might mention one one lady here. She was 84 years old and she had done everything in her life and she said you, you come to the conclusions that as St. Paul put it uh, Having done all to stand, mm-hmm. and that's uh, about pretty much what uh, many people at the close of their
3: lives have to do. So, and if you'd like that uh, booklet, we'll be delighted to send you out uh, and send out to you free of charge. It's uh, just ask for the booklet, "Aging on the Pathway of the Soul," and give us a call at our soul free number uh, 1-866-695-8247, The easy way. One eight six ny lucis Think of New York LUCIS, and we'll send it out to you free of charge. And at this time of year, we hold our most important public meetings, the three spiritual festivals and the annual Arcane School Conference, all of which are coming up in March and April. You're welcome to attend and meet other people who share an interest in this work and teaching please write or call for a meeting schedule and conference program. And uh, also, if you'd like a general package of information, we'll send that out to you free of charge. And give us a call once again, 1-866-NY-LUCIS, for the general package of information and the free booklet, uh, Aging, on Aging on the Pathway of the Soul. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we'd like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds.
0: Hey folks, Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life. And I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed 5-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com.